on Christopher Costello. Hope everybody is staying warm out there. I know it's crazy cold over here in Idaho. What's going on over there? No, you're not in New York. Where, where you at, Primo? I'm, I'm in uh, very tucked away Rhode Island, which oh. is really weird for me. Do they have um, primos and primas in Rhode Island? I have not seen one. Okay. So I'm a little, I'm a little scared. Right, right. But I went and bought groceries to like hunker down and be safe. Okay. I'm gonna be cooking here at home and and finding my way through this. But I'm, I'm actually really excited. This is like what I need. It's like a getaway from like the cold weather Life, that you're yeah. talking about. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Life, exactly. Yeah, we exactly. over here, of course, in Idaho, like, we uh, we got a blizzard just, like, literally in the middle of it right now. Uh, kids got, we had a snow day yesterday. Ah, snow days. That, is, yeah, that's some of the best things in life is a snow day. Yeah, until you become a parent, and then you're like, yeah. <laughs> why right, can't they right. go to school? Take their ass to school. <laughs> but uh, and then as a coach, you know, I'm coaching the middle school basketball. Like my my first initial thing was, damn it, I can't practice. We need another practice. Where can I find another practice at before we start our season next Wednesday? But uh, that's pretty much what's going on here. We have a lot of stuff to get through. We have a we lot. Do. So we're gonna just go ahead. I want to go ahead and jump right into it. We might as well start this weekend. Today, the NFL playoffs start. Uh, a lot of games to look forward to the, to get into. So let's just start now with the, the first game on the slate. Cleveland going to the Houston Texans. What are some big takeaways that you think about when you hear uh, Cleveland and, and the Texans? I immediately, I'm going with Cleveland if I'm going to put money because right now at the, play, at the way that we've been seeing Joe Flacco play, I'm I'm more likely in a playoff game to go with a veteran QB who's on a streak versus a rookie QB, no matter how hype the Houston Texans have been, um, because Cleveland's got a squad. Like, they got the pieces, and they've got that defense. And I think a veteran defense can hurt a rookie QB in a playoff game much more than a strong and upcoming defense can hurt a veteran QB in the playoffs. Yeah, I think that uh, it's tough. Like, the most exciting team here is Houston, obviously, with C.J. Stroud. Um, and if they had all their pieces, like Tank Dell um, on the offense, like, I would definitely, you know, and it pains me to say, but I would definitely, like, lean towards the Texans. But the 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 thing, let me see if I can spit this out. The thing that, that I think is in the favor and is big time is Cleveland's defense. Cleveland's defense is elite. Um, I think I think maybe I would say probably in the playoffs right now, Baltimore is the only defensive team that's better than Cleveland. Um, but, that, I mean, that's just that hard-nosed AFC North that we're, we're used to. Um, so, yeah, I do like. I do like the Browns, the story of, of Joe Flacco, you know, going to, we talked about last week, falling asleep on the sideline, coming off the couch to come over and just take this team. Um, I'm still not a fan of Cleveland as long as they have that other, uh, you know, piece of crap quarterback <laughs> on their Deshaun roster. Watson. Yeah. Um, and In case anyone doesn't know, Deshaun Watson is most likely a bad person. Uh, yeah, I think we can definitely. We, we've uh, done plenty of shows. Guarantee on the show, uh, that Buto and uh, 
and just who he has as a human being. But they're playing him crazy amount of money. He's done absolutely nothing. Joe Flacco comes in and just is elite. But, yeah, I think uh, Cleveland goes on and uh, beats up on, on the town. I, I wouldn't say beats up. I think C.J. Stroud is going to look nice. Uh, you know, I think he's going to have a decent game. Uh, but it's not going to be enough. Yeah, I, I don't see Houston coming out of this game. Also, you know, for football purposes, like, it's really great for football if, like, a rookie QB shines in that way. But it's also not good for football if a rookie QB can dominate one of the best defenses in the league in a playoff game, right? Like, football needs defense to be uh, a focal point of how the game is played. And we, we score so many points now that – Houston can't be that squad that like is just coming out of nowhere with like an average record and beating a really strong defense in the NFL. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right, let's move on. So I think we both we both got Cleveland in this game, which probably means Houston's going to win. Uh, moving on to tonight's <laughs> game, Primo. Tonight's game is crazy. You've got the Miami Dolphins going against the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, the the third-ranked Kansas City Chiefs, which is surprising to a lot of people. I think, obviously, the headline of this game is just the weather conditions. Kansas City is also going through a, a much worse uh, blizzard right now. The expected temperature is negative 22. No, to negative for 30. the game? For the game. The, like the the real temperature is negative five, yeah. but with wind chill, you're looking at negative twenty two, negative to negative thirty. Yeah. Yesterday, I saw it was gonna be negative thirty. Uh, this morning, when I looked it up, there they said it, a heat wave came in, and now it's gonna be negative twenty two. <laughs> a heat wave? Do you, is it uh is there snow in the at this period? Like, is there expected snow? Yeah, or yeah. Is this there is going to be okay. snow. It so is going to be windy. It okay. is going to be freezing. Then I can't call it. Yeah, yeah, that is tough, right? Because even for the home field of Kansas City, I don't know how you pick anybody in that type of weather, unless honestly, like, this is messed up, but unless they're the New England Patriots with Tom Brady on their team, because. The rest will help, and they will also be conditioned for that type of weather. But Miami's obviously not accustomed to that. I'll tell you who probably is, is Tyreek Hill. He's going to know how to dress for that, be ready for that, stay warm for that. And yet, how much passing are we really going to see in that type of game? And so this is a this is a literal trenches. Yeah, yeah, this is a... Uh... It's kind of there. This it's weird, and as we go on, like there's a huge story in almost all of these games that doesn't really connected to football. We talked about Cleveland and Houston with uh, the Puto going back to Houston. Um, yeah. <laughs> I can't call him by that. And then this week, this <laughs> game, we're talking about Tyree Kill coming back to to uh, Kansas City. Um, I think I don't. Know, I to me, I w- I would definitely give the edge to Kansas City. Um, you really can't like you 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 nailed it on the head like you can't tell what this it's going to come down to like there's going to be a turnover at some point yep um this game is going to be like 10 to 6 and uh somebody's going to turn it over at the end that's going to be a a big but i just think i think the miami dolphins are thin on defense with a lot of injuries 
I think they rely on speed a lot, which is not going to be uh, something that they can rely on in this game with a Tyreek, with a Waddle. Um, and so, I, yeah, I, I would give it to Kansas City um, just barely. Like, it, it's a push. It really is a push. One thing I want to talk about that's kind of blowing up about this game, and I wanted to get your opinion on is the fact that there's a lot of people pissed off that this game is on Peacock only. You can only get yes. to watch this game on Peacock. Um, and there's so many people pissed off about that. Um, Do you have Peacock? Yeah, I have Peacock. Of course, it's, okay. that's where you get WWE. So. <laughs> oh, I did not know that. That's yeah. hilarious. That's, that's where you hilarious. get any uh, WWE pay-per-views. You just order Peacock and then you get it for, you know, you can watch it. So, uh, but yeah, yeah, and I actually I like Peacock though. There's a lot of shows on there that we watch a lot of. Uh, but what are your thoughts? I, honestly, like to me, I just want to say like this is just the way it's going now. Like you guys need to like transition. Uh, it's it's pretty soon, and I would say I would, would say in the next five to seven years, I think the Super Bowl is going to be on one of these networks like that. Where you can't watch it on on cable, you're gonna have to stream it yeah. somewhere. And yeah. guys, I mean, you can be to me, you can be pissed off all you want. This is just the way life is going now. Yeah, I think that's that's interesting because I do think that like playoffs and sports are gonna start going to the highest bidders. And yet, I don't know. I'm interested in seeing how confident the NFL is in going to the highest bidder, only because. I would imagine they still have to pick who has the highest viewership of those apps because I don't think the Super Bowl in any way is going to want to lose any viewers. They only want to gain viewers, right? So if they go to only the highest bidder with an app and people don't transition to that app, how much is that an issue in watching the Super Bowl? And yet, this is where it reminds me of pay-per-view is then how many more times do you bring people together now who are like, fuck it, I got to go to this Super Bowl party because if not, I'm not going to watch this shit. So I'm going to go to whoever's house to go check this because they got Netflix, Hulu, Prime Video, whatever, whoever decides to pick up the NFL. And the NFL already has, well, now that you mentioned Peacock, but remember they also have Prime Video. Yeah, Amazon. For Thursday Night Football. Yep. yep. NFL Network. Um, one thing, real quick, and it's kind of on topic, but kind of off topic. Right this morning, when I looked up, uh, you know, just trying to look up stuff for for our show today, uh, the major story coming out of uh, when you type in NFL is the NFL is looking to buy some stock and some stakes into ESPN. Like ah, they, are, and then yeah. here we get to me like that, like. That's going to be You're crazy. playing Monopoly now. Now you're playing. Yeah, like you're not. I'm already like drifting away from ESPN. Um, yeah. As far as like there's not really something like I watch. If anything, like I, I will turn on at night to watch the Sports Center. Mm -hmm. And then like what if there's games on there? There's yeah. not really any shows anymore that like that I can't yeah, yeah, just. Yeah. I, you know, it's today's day. So if there's something that happens in that show, like I'm going to see it on Instagram. I'm going to see it on TikTok. I don't have to watch yeah. a whole show or anything like that for that. So I'm already kind of transitioning away from ESPN and the fact that. The, Quick information. Yeah. 
the fact that uh, NFL will buy stocks, to me, in ESPN means, like, journalism on ESPN is just going to go away, right? Anything negative that they're going to have to say about NFL, like, they're not going to say it anymore, right? They're just not. They're yeah. going to have the NFL's back. Uh, so that's just going to go away. And it's, What are your thoughts on that real quick? I thought the most interesting thing that I've seen from ESPN is how much they immediately partnered and invested with sports betting. And I think that is so interesting because it's like, wait, you're a network reporting sports, and yet you are connecting to the people that if anybody's going to fix sports, <laughs> it's going to be these particular, you know, but at the same time, if they want to be or have the monopoly on sports, which is what I'm guessing ESPN does, because that's what ABC does, because that's what Disney does, is if you're going to monopolize the market, then, of course, you want everything and all things sports, including gambling, to go through you. And which makes sense why they would then connect and tie. Because if you're directly connected to the, the league itself, then, like, why would the league go anywhere else? Right to to show product and in order to steal product other networks or apps would have to pay a ridiculous amount which i'm sure a fee then goes to espn anyway right for taking away that game which makes me feel a lot like how we're talking like uh and i don't want to get into this because i don't know enough about it but like fifa and the current fifa scandal with regards to like television markets yeah and yeah networks like like it's all up for grabs, right? Like just everybody has a price and how do you make sure that you have enough power money leverage to get the right price and negotiate that with like a league to play something like the Super Bowl? ABC also has the rights to the NBA finals, right? So that's two in the bag. Um, right. I believe NBC that's what has that's what I was the thinking. NHL and Fox has baseball. NBC and CBS has got to be like, holy crap right now. Because if I was if if I was the NFL and I had stocks and stakes in uh, ESPN, like mm-hmm. I wouldn't have my games on CBS anymore, right? Of course, I would do it. Hey, we'll do one on ABC, mm-hmm. one on ESPN, or maybe one on ESPN yep. and one on ESPN two. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, I would be freaking out if I was CBS because, I mean, what else does CBS have besides CBS Sports? And, and I'll be honest, yep. you look at programming on CBS, CBS is the the most, out of the, if we're talking about the three major networks, is the most Republican-rooted, white America, um, kind of white-coated. Which is old white people that watch that, right? You got your yeah. 60 Minutes. Yeah. Um, so I want that. And yo, which I love 60 minutes, which is, you know, like to me, that's the one thing. Like, don't don't lose 60 minutes. You can lose the NFL. Don't lose 60 <laughs> minutes because that's just over for you. That's all minutes. they're going to have. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. All right. So let's go. Let's move on. Actually, I'm picking Kansas City. Who you pick? I'm writing this down, bro. I'm we're going gonna re- to revisit this. You picking Miami? I'm okay. Picking, yeah, I'm picking Miami. I think that in these, obviously, the, the weather is going to hurt speed, but. You know what? If we're now then resorting to a ground game. I'm gonna take whoever can like get the angle. Let me talk. Let me talk Kansas angle. City real quick. Like we all, we all agree. Like this isn't the Kansas City that we're used to, right? Of course, this is not the high-powered offense, and a lot of the blame has been going to the wide receivers. They just don't have the wide receivers. They don't have. Uh, but uh, the thought I had this week 
is like nobody's giving credit to Eric Bieniemy Lindy. Oh, you're right. Absolutely. Right? You're Nobody right, is right, saying right. that is coming to the realization. Hey, this this offense stepped down because there's always the thought that hey, Eric Bieniemy is not really running that offense. It's Andy yeah. Reid, right? Yeah. But now that Eric Bieniemy is out of the picture, this offense is not looking the same, and the blame goes to the wide receivers. And then you think yeah. about it, like the year uh, last year that they had uh, um, that they won the Super Bowl. Uh, who did that? Like Juju was was their number one? Like that wasn't. I mean, also this is where like Tyree Kill. You know, I I, I just watched uh, started watching the uh, Miami Dolphins in season Hard Knocks, and the first episode they go super hard on hyping Tyree Kill, and one of the main things they use multiple times is MVP candidate Tyree Kill, and. If you look at that, like you start realizing, like how much of Mahomes' magic is Tyreek Hill finding ways to get open and still being able to be fast late in a play. Yeah, yeah, and that's kind of what I mean. I mean, last year he won a Super Bowl without Tyreek Hill. Um, the offense looked a lot better with really no name still, but this year Airbnb and yeah, lost. Yep. They're yep. they're not the same team and. If they win this game, then the next week uh, they'll be going to on the road. And yeah. Patrick Mahomes has never had a road playoff game. Never had a road playoff game. Whoa! And so this will be his. Crazy yeah, that's stat. crazy stat. So, uh, Holy shit. anyways, all right. I got Kansas City. You got Miami. Let's move on to uh, Sunday's games. You've got Green Bay going to Dallas. Right, you have Jordan Love versus Dak Prescott. I'm excited for this game. I think, and I'm gonna go ahead and say it, and I'm just I'm gonna be non-biased here. I'm, this is not my haterism going on, but I think Green Bay is gonna take this one. Yeah, you're straight up hater. There's no way Green Bay is winning this game. There's no way that Green Bay is winning this game, especially in Dallas. If they were in Green Bay. In this weather, I, I'm with you. I could see Dallas. Hey, this is another. This is another story weather. within a story. You've got Mike McCarthy yep. going back uh, yep. to play his Green Bay Packers. Listen, the Green Bay Packers just do something to the Cowboys in the playoffs for some reason, right? <laughs> or, also, weather related to some degree, but you're right. Yeah, they got just bad luck. They they've been having some kind of luck. They really don't. They're Dallas with with how good their offense. I mean, their defense is. Um, mm-hmm. they don't really do well against the run. And Aaron Jones is, is coming back off of injury. He's been balling the last, I want to say, three weeks since he come back. I think that you're going to get a heavy dose of Aaron Jones. I think Jordan Love is not going to make mistakes. Dak Prescott is known for two. He's going to get two interceptions tomorrow for sure. Uh, you know who don't make mistakes is CeeDee Lamb. Oh, no, that's for all that. he needs. He CeeDee Lamb is... Lighting it up, and I don't see anywhere, anyway, unless Jair Alexander does some dirty shit that CD <laughs> Lamb is out of this game, and which might might actually happen in this game, right? Like, so because I, I I'll be real with you, I think CD Lamb is frail. You get the right shot on that guy, but yeah, nobody yeah, can yeah. get that like kill shot on him. Yeah, he's yeah. just too good. Yo. And so if you get the right guy, you get the right situation, you get him early in the game. I don't know that a defensive coordinator, especially if you're, let's say, maybe 
from the early 2000s and a defensive coordinator for the Saints that you're not like, yo, we're going to put a bounty on C.D. Lamb <laughs> and for I'm willing sure. to lose you as a safety in a game to get you out. But unless they're that type of coaching, I don't see Dallas. Yo, what is uh, I, my new favorite player that's not a Tennessee Tyson? Maybe uh, Jair Alexander. Bro. <laughs> the, the other game where he just went out there and was the freaking captain, made himself the captain. Did you hear the story? No, no, I did not. Uh, I think they were in Green Bay versus Tampa Bay or somewhere. And he is from he's from there. And uh he uh-huh. was not voted as a captain for that game, but he went out there, ran the coin toss, uh, made himself a captain, uh, almost messed it up by wording it wrong as far as like wanting to defer. And uh-huh. then uh he he gets interviewed after the game and he's like like were you supposed to be out there? And he's like, nah, nah. I think the coaches didn't realize that this is my hometown, and he didn't he didn't uh, realize how how big uh, uh, it'll be for me. So I just made myself captain, and uh, <laughs> he got suspended from yeah. the team. <laughs> and they asked him when he come back, like if he learned anything, and he was just like, uh, I just think I need to watch what I say around you guys. Yeah, it's your fault. Yeah, no one else yeah. would have noticed that was out there. That's just funny. He's my new favorite player. Um, <laughs> all right, so I got Green Bay. You got Dallas. The game that I'm most looking forward to this week is definitely another homecoming. The homecomings of all the week. You've got Detroit versus LA. You got Matthew Stafford going back to Detroit. Detroit's first ever home playoff game in 30 years. Um, that place is gonna be rocking. I oh, love yeah. the fact that bars are out there are saying that if you wear a Matthew Stafford jersey, you will not come into my bar. Um, <laughs> that is just yeah, I love that. That's that's the way. You, like, what are you doing? We haven't had a home playoff game in thirty years. And you're gonna disrespect by wearing the other team. F Matthew Stafford. That being said, I definitely got LA winning this game. I think Matthew <laughs> Stafford. Uh, goes in there and just balls out to Cooper Cup. You've got Puka Nakua, uh, yeah. who should be winning Rookie of the Year uh, award this year. Uh, that team is, to me, a dangerous team in this playoff. Uh, shout out to Detroit. Like, if it was anybody else, I would probably be rooting for them, right? Like, if they were playing anybody else, I would definitely be going cheering for them. But I don't think, I think LA is going to have their number. I don't know how Jared Goff recovers if he loses this game. I don't know how that I, ain't gonna lie, I totally forgot that this is a comeback game for Jared Goff, yeah, too. Yeah, and, and it's to Jared Goff's advantage, right? Because he's at home. So if he loses at home after 30, like, bro, this man. Yo, especially if he has a trash like, game. If he has a trash game, he's yeah. out. Yeah. Oh, my God. So that's who – that to me, that's who I'm, like, the most concerned with in this game. Like – I, I, oh my God, yo, bro, the handshake after the game, right? Like you gotta go shake the hand of the man that they replaced you yo, with after you went to the Super Bowl. He's gonna get booed worse oh than uh, Jerry Krause's wife got booed last night, which is insane. <laughs> like, 
I, I just saw that this morning and like I was like, yeah, that's terrible. Which all right, real quick. Does this man get does this man get booed in that ring of honor if there is no series of No, this is Jordan's like, fault. Netflix? This is Jordan's fault. Yeah, exactly. This yeah, absolutely. Jordan's fault. Yeah, this is absolutely Jordan's fault. And again, that uh, to me that goes back to Jordan's selfishness and like the fact of him yeah. saying like this isn't an organizational championship. Yeah. You're not out there playing like you're not like, it takes the whole organization to win the champ. Like shut up, Jordan. This, this, and yo, the man made that team. He put that team together. Yeah. 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 So if you he brought in Rodman. Bit, he's the one that made it. Yeah. yeah. He brought in Rodman that you wanted. He made the he drafted Pippen. Pippen. Traded for Pippen. Yeah. Like he, like, shut up, Jordan. And then there's like, yo. I hate that Jordan gets away with this. And it was like, oh, yeah, that's just like a Jordan mentality. Like, that's the mentality. No, he's an asshole. And. He's always been an asshole. Yes. And as as Kobe as well, which is why when you brought up the Kobe, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't want to talk about Kobe Bryant. <laughs> I can't stay Kobe Bryant. <laughs> Sorry. I, everybody all right. I'll be real with I'm I'm be real with it now because it's been enough time. We are only this nice to Kobe right now because of Kobe's passing. Because you're <laughs> I'm not gonna knock Kobe's passing. Like obviously you don't want that to happen to anybody, right? And it's like a really tragic thing because for me, Kobe was that personality that you thought was going to be like 200 years old. And and yet, like, we're now holding this guy up in a way that I don't think is particularly fair. And that people are doing it out of just, like, loss. Yeah, yeah. No, but, I, I definitely, uh, like, I feel like uh, after basketball, Kobe, or maybe somebody that I could have liked. Heard like yeah, he was going yeah, there, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, but definitely not. I mean, we're go, we're all we're all we're gonna get to basketball. Let's finish the NFL. So, who so, are you picking? Who are you picking? Without a doubt, the Cowboys. I'm sorry. Well, we're in Detroit, that, LA. Yeah. Oh, I'm picking. I don't know, man. I I'm so scared for Jared Goff, but I think Kyron Williams, the guy Nakua on turf. Nah, it's over. I think they're going to pick them apart. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, for sure. And and I don't think that the weapons in Detroit, the wide receiver weapons, have been strong enough to guarantee that they're going to do well. Yeah, and definitely is gonna ball. Detroit struggles against a pass, too, and that's not something you want to struggle yeah. <laughs> when you're going against the Rams. Yeah. All right, moving exactly. on to me. I think this is like probably like the most boring game this weekend. Uh, not really anything going on, but you've got Pittsburgh – uh, traveling to Buffalo, Pittsburgh does not have T.J. Watt. He sprained his MCL. He'll be out uh, for a couple weeks. Uh, and then you got YOLO, Josh Allen. Um, I'm definitely going to say Buffalo is going to win this one. Um, I really don't think – I mean, you can never discredit a Mike Tomlin team. They can pull a, a Mike Vrabel, Titans versus Jags. Uh, last week, but uh, definitely Buffalo wins this game, and I don't think I think this will be the boringest of all games, and it will be like twenty-one to seven or some crap like that. Buffalo, the New York governor declared state of emergency for <laughs> yes. Western New York. It's <laughs> supposed to be blizzard-like snow for the game. And so I'll be honest with you, if Tomlin and the Steelers wanted any type of thing, this is to their advantage. This is the only shot they got. This is the only way they can win. Just like we were talking about the other game. I don't even know. So, Yo, I don't know. Is she a Republican or Democrat? But she's a Democrat. She's a Democrat. And when she told she's him that like, it's probably going to be a bad 
bad game for you anyways. Just stay home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They said it's treacherous travel in Buffalo. Um, and, you know, I mean, bro, the the types of accidents that happen in snowstorms like these. I just watched, like, some crazy video recently of just, like, where people can't see what's in front of them and they're just plowing into each other. Anyways, hopefully none of that happens in Buffalo. Hopefully there's, like, some people pack that stadium because there's nothing worse than an NFL game with no crowd. We've seen NBA games during the pandemic with no crowd and we saw some NFL and that was not good product, right? Like that was not the way to watch a football game. So hopefully people get to that game, pack the stadium. I'm sure bills, what are they called? The bills mafia will find a way to get there. They'll probably get there the night before, but I really want to bet on the Steelers, but they got, they have no idea who their QB is. And like, that guy has to be at least somewhat decent to win in a dirty snow game. So I'm going Bills like you. All right. On a Monday the, night. Yeah, now we're moving on to Monday night game. Uh, in Tampa. In Tampa. How That is crazy the to me. Philadelphia the downfall for Philadelphia. Philly, I don't know why I said it like that. The downfall for the Eagles. For the Eagles is crazy. Um, and I think it continues. I think... Uh, there's there's something going on with Philly and that, internally that I just don't understand really, and so uh, I I I got Baker Mayfield who I think should be a comeback player of the year. Um, I think he's balling out right now. That team is like fully like they embraced him. He is like it's gonna. I think it's gonna come. It's gonna be a tough game. It's gonna be a lot of back and forth. Uh, but like I, I got like a 28-24 kind of vibe. Uh, Tampa Bay over the Eagles. Oh, you're crazy. Um, I, I don't think I can bet against the Eagles in good weather against the Bucks. I don't know that the Bucks are really like that real. I agree with you that the Eagles are a mess. I don't think there's so much a mess that they're going to lose to Tampa Bay. Um, and yet at the same time, we know playoff games, one turnover at the wrong time of the game can end the game. Hey, so, AJ Brown is hurt and he's not playing. He's not playing. He's not playing. Oh, it's over. It's over. No, no, no. Yeah, <laughs> I go with the bucks. I'm going with the bucks. They need that too. No, they need it. They need it. They need it. They need that guy. That uh, ankle. Yo, yeah. when it, bro, I remember seeing that play yep. and I was like, oh no. This is not good. That man better get up. Yep. If he don't get up, it's over for them. Yeah, uh, and he's had that. that okay. He's had that ankle injury since being yep. with us for a very long time. That was, did that you was actually see, why I didn't draft him in one of our yeah. favorite football leagues? Did you see the? Uh, uh, you know uh, the Kelsey brothers. They got the podcast. Yes, and they always go over the game and stuff of the previous week and. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Jason Kelsey uh, was was talking about you know what's going on and you know this is happening this person's hurt this person hurt and Travis Kelsey went choo 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 and he was like he's like what are you doing and he's like that sounds like the excuse train coming through Damn. got a lot of excuse- and he got pissed like he's like all right I'm done and he got like they didn't they didn't finish the podcast <laughs> they had to come back the next day. And he's like, obviously, you know, 
I was a little mad. My 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 younger brother knows how to get under my skin. And then Travis, Travis is just there, like with the, like my bad face. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I like, think I think up. there's a downfall coming. I think a lot of stuff's gonna happen, and I can't wait to talk about it in our next subject, which we can go to now. But let's go over real quick. We both got Cleveland. You got Miami. I got KC. You got Dallas. I got Green Bay. We both got LA, we both got Buffalo, and now we both got Tampa Bay. Um, so to me, Primo, that, that that wraps up the NFL playoffs. The biggest story yeah. of this week has to be football coaches. I can't wait I to get into it. I would have never thought so, that we would be spending the majority of our like yeah. episode on a coaches conversation. So many like just banger after banger after banger kept coming up. Um, I think it started off with with us with the Tennessee Titans, uh, Mike Vrabel getting fired. Um, and we've talked about that a bunch on here. Um, I think I I honestly like we we talked about last week that you know we're that he may be uh, traded. Um. They didn't seem to want to do that because it'll take too much time, and they obviously like want to get a coach right away. And it would be something that Vrabel would be uh, – he'd have to agree with first on the trade. So they just outright – what do you think was the downfall? What do you think was the thing that just broke it? So I was watching a uh, interview with the GM after Vrabel got fired and him constantly saying and deflecting and bringing up, they had a great relationship and everything was fine and they were on the same page. Um, clearly there had to have been conversations. One thing he did bring up is um, this can't be right, but he, uh, it must be one possession that he said they had seven one did he say one point losses or set or one possession losses? Yeah, I think it'd be seven one point losses. Yeah, no, I think it's possessions. So like one possession losses so that were like the you know, the situation could have been very close. He was bringing up that they were very close. And that's a really great way to like highlight where or and I guess the thing for me was how undisciplined the team was right. I think there's so many times where you're like, how many penalties are we getting? And sometimes I felt like in multiple games I was watching where they had not just back to back, but like yeah. three penalties. Well, we in led, sequences. We led the league in uh, offsides penalties. We led the yeah. league in false start penalties. Yeah. Um, and that's uh, not a Vike Vrabel team. Exactly. And I, and I actually wouldn't even throw the, the false starts on him which we know were an insane amount. We know how terrible that offensive line was this year. Going into it, we knew how bad they would be. But the offsides, like, you can't have those. Like, that's that's your side of the ball, and it's also your people's. Like, they can't be so undisciplined that they're also hurting us when you already know you got an offense you got to make up for. And so that was very interesting to me. Um, but also the defense wasn't particularly um, strong in the way that you would need – to play kind of that grimy, in the mud Titans football that we're so used to that I absolutely hate. Like I'd much rather root for like a Miami Dolphins. Like that's who I want to root for. Yeah. That's the type of football that I want to watch and that I love. And yet this is who we are. 
as Titan, like Titans fans, but like this was not the squad or the defense that does what Titans do. Yeah, to me it was always like when we talked about this about coaches like building. Uh, maybe I think maybe we talked about offline, but coaches being able to like change culture. And uh, yeah, if you're gonna be a coach, which he which he is, like he he's a leader of men. That's obvious. Of course, like, he is leading Absolutely. those yeah, yeah, those yeah, players, yeah. and you saw that in the last game, right? Those players went out there yep. and they wanted to fight. If you know, if to me, what pisses me off is where was that fight all year? I always hate that in the last game. We're like, oh yeah, we're gonna fight. Look how we can fight. Yeah, fight in week three, bro. Like fight in yeah. week five. <laughs> it, it's always interesting to me when like a team can bust their ass to be a spoiler, but not to be a playoff contender. Yeah, yeah, that's like right? where is like, that? Wait, at? What? But yeah. to, I don't think. I think the downfall, and I've talked about this for years on this show, um, his inability to hire assistant coaches. Right, his yes. inability. He he was loyal. Days. He was loyal to the people he knew, and he just kept them around. And yeah. he needed to go out and find somebody else with a different perspective, a different way of running things, a different way of X's and O's, and not just the same like Houston Texans retread of people that he knew. And so yeah. his uh, he's had a lot of problems with coordinators. They just weren't that great. Um, and so his his loyalty um, to me is what did him in. And his, uh, like, I really don't think he got fired for anything that had to do with football as far as on the football field. I think he got fired because uh, he became a pain in the ass. He wanted things his certain way. He wanted yeah. uh, a more say-so on, on who the GM was. He wanted... Uh, I can't think of his name, but he went on to be a GM at Arizona last year, this year. Um, it was it was an internal guy. He was like assistant GM with the Titans last year, uh, and he wanted uh, Vrabel wanted him to be the GM for us. We did not hire. Obviously, we hired Ron Carthon, um, and one of the reasons that the the thought is that. Uh, Amy, uh, the owner, did not do that. It was because uh, she knew that Vrabel could control him. And that's why he wanted yeah. that guy to be it. And so she wanted to go outside and, and find somebody that was going to be the GM. So for you, do you think that this is a case of Vrabel not working with Ron Carthon? And him being like, all right, like I didn't pick you to be in that spot, so I'm not particularly going to be helpful to you in this situation. Because I feel like I, I feel like it's interesting. I just ran into um, in multiple places randomly people watching Moneyball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in each time, it was w at least some scene where he's dealing with who I think is an incredible actor is. Um, uh, um, Brad Pitt. Damn, what's his name? <laughs> no, not Brad Pitt. But uh, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Uh -huh. Philip Seymour Hoffman is the manager of that team, and their struggles as GM and head coach, or manager in that case, because it's Major League Baseball. But where they, uh, where Brad Pitt's character as a GM is, you know, advising S Philip Seymour Hoffman to play a certain way because of the certain guys that he's got. And Philip Seymour Hoffman is not happy with the decisions he's making and the people and personnel he's bringing to that team. 
And he's like, well, I'm just going to then coach the way that I want. And I don't care how you're GMing. I'm going to make decisions, right? And now how much that rift in a relationship for an organization and a team destroys what could happen if you put the right people in the right places, which is really ultimately true leadership, right? And that means that in some way, both people are not figuring out how to be true leaders together. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, like, I think this was a... It's tough. Like, I don't know. Vrabel's a good coach. Of right? Course. Like, he... And like, to, we see that. We and know that. To me, at this time, uh, at that point where he got fired, I was like, well, he's the number one head coaching candidate for everybody. Right? Of course. Uh, but um, he's obviously not somebody that can work well with authority. Yeah. I think that's what I got from that. Like, he he didn't work well with those above him. And so you got to be able to do both, right? You got to be able to do both to be a head coach. Um, And so, yeah, he got fired. I think, uh, I don't know if he, there's only a couple places I can see him going, uh, I thought it was going to be New England, right? When uh, we got the surprise, as we were talking, like Bill Belichick got fired and got let go this, like the day after. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, I assumed that he was going to go there. Apparently, they already had their their dude in place. They're the first, they're the first yeah. team to hire a head coach. Uh, and they got Gerard Mayo. Um, so, yeah. let, me, let me ask you this. How much of Gerard Mayo becoming head coach is in part to Belichick recommend recommending him as he's departing. I don't know. I feel like to me, do I you think, think they would even ask him that? I I would think that they would. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. Probably. Leaving, I'm sure he had we're parting ways. It's like we're too deep in. We've known each other too long. We're not gonna get angry. I'm sure he we're had some kind of input, but I feel like. The Patriots knew Gerard Mayo was going to be the head coach like five weeks ago, right? Like they they knew yeah, that so long here. ago yeah. before Bill Belichick even realized that he was about to be fired. Like, but do you think they still ask Belichick even if they know? They, uh, I don't or know. they don't give a fuck. Yeah, I don't think. I think at this point they're just. This is what we're doing. Like we're done. Yeah. Would okay? Would you ask? To, or is that too disrespectful to a leaving legacy Hall of Fame? No, like, I think... To me... Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was say I think no, they, no, no, they did it... They probably asked him to try to be nice to him. And, and try okay. to say, you know... Like, like we trust your opinion. Yeah, like we trust your opinion. But like I said, I think... Like they already it didn't matter. Now here's the question though I've got for you real quick. What I thought about yesterday when I heard that he got hired so quickly. Um, there's a Rooney rule, right? Uh-huh. If Gerard Mayo was white, you think this would be a, a bigger deal as far as like nobody using the Rooney? They obviously didn't use the Rooney. Like it was just it happened so quick. Like, they obviously didn't go through the interview processes that a team is supposed to go through, right? Yes. Directed by the NFL. Um, to me, that was just, it was just like, if Gerard Mayer was white, this would be a big deal. And, like, they would get because fined. they didn't go through the process. Yeah, because they didn't go through the process of, of interviewing all these other people. 
But neither here nor there. The, the thing is, though, is it that way, though, if you're in, if you're hiring internally? Yeah, you still got to, you still. The Rooney rule, yes, yeah, I'm sorry. With the Rooney rule, yes, it is. Mm-hmm. And yet. But then you hired a black right. coach. You're right, then, you're right, you're yeah. right. It doesn't matter. Yep, you're right. I think I think because it's an internal black coach is why it's also not a big deal. Because right. I think that if they would have hired, let's say they go and get Tomlin, right? Right, right, right. Let's say that was an option. Obviously, that's not an option right now. Um, Tomlin's still in the playoffs. Um, that game is postponed, by the way. That weather is really bad. It got postponed. <laughs> that that, that Bill Steelers got postponed. I'm probably till later in the evening. It's oh, okay. Not be till the next yeah, day. yeah. But still, it is. That's how bad the weather is out there. Yeah, they yeah. can't so, actually start the game. Yo, before we move on to these other coaches, uh, where do you oh, think? I, uh-huh. Where Sorry, do you think Vrabel goes? Let me let me give you. You got Carolina Panthers. You got the Commanders. You got the Raiders. You got the Falcons. You got the Chargers, and you got the Seahawks. So this is what's really interesting about the the Commanders' job is: Are they not going to give it to the enemy? Because if you went there and you're still not going to give it to that dude, I, I don't know, bro. Like I don't know how this man wins. Like he made Sam Howell. When you're talking about the enemy leaving yeah, the yeah, city, yeah. I was gonna bring this up. But he made Sam Howell look really good. Yeah, yeah. But you take the, the, do you take the enemy over Vrabel? Uh, I think on precedent, I do. Like, do I? Am I gonna put Vrabel as a head coach and not the enemy? And I'm gonna make the enemy now sit there again. Well, see, here, here's the thing, and we like we talked about like Washington needs a culture change. Yeah. Who's best? And we just talked about who's best to come in and change the culture than Mike Vrabel. The enemy to me is the X and O's guy. So this is the only thing. It seems like based off of what players say about him, right, including Tyreek Hill, is the enemy is a culture change guy. Like his vibe is completely different. And he's like that with the offense. Right. Like he does that for the offense. Like he brings like swag to the offense. And we've seen those uh, like those clips. If I've seen it, I know you've seen it. But those clips of him arguing with Mahomes as they walk off the field at the half and him being able to manage an angry yelling Mahomes who doesn't really get that way. I mean, he's been getting that way more recently because they haven't been as good and because they've run into these things. Um, who I think is hilarious to see angry, like, and that makes me as a, from one man to another, you know, like that. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of an embarrassing thing to say about someone, but um, like I, I have no fear of an angry Mahomes. But anyways, the the whole point is that the enemy is, I think, that guy. And to me, it feels like all right. If you bring in a Vrabel, then what are you saying about him? Unless he's agreed to be like, I don't want to be head coach, and you put them together, I'm scared. Washington could be well, if, if, with if Vrabel goes to Washington, like being, I don't think the enemy stays. Like he's not Vrabel's not gonna want him. Vrabel wants his guys. The enemy yeah, is not but his what guys. I'm saying is but the enemy, though this is the thing, is if you if he does if he is willing to leave because you don't hire him, then what have you said to that guy, right? That like you're you you do not think he's a head coaching candidate. Well yeah. Which, well, that's what, then, I, I don't think that's what he wants, right? Yeah. So he's going to go somewhere, and I'll tell you where he should go. If the enemy's going to leave, uh-huh. if you if Rabel goes to Washington, the enemy leaves. The enemy needs to go immediately to the LA Chargers. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. Rabel, with that. 
should not go to no one should go to Carolina. No one. <laughs> unless you're a new head coach. Yeah. Um, There's no, no way. Yeah, no, no. I don't veteran. think Vrabel goes there. No, nah, no, nah, definitely. Not with that owner. Vrabel now goes to a place to win, right? Mm-hmm. And Seattle. You gotta imagine you gotta you gotta imagine he goes to a place where they got defense. Mm-hmm. Right? And Seattle is a place where he could end up. Yeah. Um I think I, to I, me, I, I think it's it's Washington first, Seattle, and then he takes a year off. Like if it's not those two places, like he takes a year off. Yeah. I you know do you imagine Vrabel would ever choose to be a coordinator before going back to be a head coach again? No, nah, I don't think so. Like I said, we we talked so we talked about him like have, like not being able to deal with authority and people over him. Like he's not gonna have, yeah have some, especially if like it's a young cat that's you know nah. Well, don't let him go. Also, because I I also then think this too. That place is fit for a defensive or offensive guy. He could go to the Chargers and have Bosa at his disposal. Yeah, to play with him, whatever. Yeah, he wants, I, I guess right? him. I guess him with the Chargers too. Yeah, but uh, um, I don't know. To me, his end up, but, his thing, his downfall is always going to be, and maybe he'll realize it. Is like who, who, what coordinators are you going to have? Yeah. And you're gonna, he's gonna waste. Like he's not gonna take our freaking offensive coordinator to go over there with Justin Herbert. I mean, that's just gonna be a waste no, of he, Justin Herbert's freaking. Yeah, but I also think that that would probably be something that's in negotiations with those other organizations, yeah, right? Yeah. Like they're going to be like, "Look, we're not down for this," like unless they're unless they're Carolina. Yeah, yeah, Carolina, right? Too. And then, and this is really great to your point, and really the, encapsulates the whole thing is, let's see how loyal he really is. It'd be like, you're going to go to a shitty place and bring everybody with you, or you're going to go to a place that you could possibly win right away. And you learn how to play nice with other people that are just as skilled as you. And yeah. I don't know who Vrabel is well enough to know which one he's going to pick. But the one thing that I thought you were going to bring up that to me is the biggest thing is don't let Bill Belichick go to back to Cleveland where he started. Because if that motherfucker gets that defense. Let me tell and with those offenses, bro, watch it. Well, let, let's go over there. We talk about Bill Belichick. Belichick, Cleveland. We Ooh. talked about Belichick. We talked about um, him being fired of New England, which was kind of, I don't know, it was kind of expected. wasn't really um, that surprising. Yeah, it could have gone either way. Yeah. Um, to me, to me, the team that he goes to still has a head coach right now. The team that he goes to is in the playoffs. Uh-huh. Okay. And I think the downfall of this team, the Philadelphia Eagles, get rid of their coach after they lose this weekend. And uh-huh. Bill Belichick. First off, Bill Belichick's got to go to somewhere where he can wear a hoodie. Right? He's just like, of course. LA's too hot. That's why I'm saying Cleveland. Cleveland. LA's too hot. Uh, Cleveland's still, a miserable place. Okay. A that, miserable place that's going to worship. That's Cleveland. another That's another team that still has a, has a head coach. Right? Uh, oh, they'll get rid of him. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's like in any of the teams in the in the playoffs right now that would not take Belichick over. Like I think Dallas is a, a possibility. Like they would definitely. So you talk. The Cleveland. only reason is Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones and Bill Belichick are too much alike and too far apart. Mm-hmm. So Cle- Cleveland would them. take him. Houston, I don't think would take him. Nope. Miami, yeah, Miami nope. wouldn't take it. Kansas City nope. wouldn't take him. Nope. Green, Green Bay. 
depending uh, I don't know that Jordan Love is tough enough to work with Bill Belichick. Yeah. But would Green Bay take? And if I you know what? If Green Bay gets if, stomped out, yeah. In then Dallas, they would possibly yeah. possibly. Dallas for sure would take him, I think. I I don't think so. LA won't. Detroit won't. Pitt, we're talking about maybe Tomlin time to leave. So I just read, right, yeah. that uh, yesterday, they, or no, I'm sorry, uh, right before Christmas, and they made the playoffs. So that we, and at that point, they weren't even sure they were going to make the playoffs. Before Christmas, they were already talking that they want to give them a contract extension. And we know Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh keeps their coaches. They've too only far had after. three. They should have let them go. Exactly. In the history of Pittsburgh, after. they've only yeah. had three fucking coaches. That is nuts. So, so I don't think they're ready to move, and I also think that there's nobody that really wants that job right now. Buffalo, the job he, Buffalo job. He stays Rainbow? in the division. No, Belichick stays in the division nah. and goes to Buffalo, where he can wear a hoodie. I think that's a possibility. Yeah. Fuck yeah, uh, right. they would get rid yeah, of right. him real quick you're to right. get Belichick. You're right. You're right. Philly, Phil, I think to me, Philly and Tampa yep. Bay would both take Belichick. So your prediction, yeah, your right. prediction, where is, so you got Vrabel with the Chargers? Um, out of the places we mentioned, yeah, yeah I would say Vrabel with the Chargers. I've got Vrabel with the Chargers. I've got Vrabel with, with the Commanders. And I've I got, got Vrabel with Cleveland. I mean, Belichick with Cleveland. Okay, okay. I've got Vrabel with Washington. He's either Washington or he's not going to coach this year. Um, and then I've got uh, Belichick to uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, that's a that's wild. That would be that one's wild. Especially they that just went wild. to the Super Bowl last year. But the, there's something going on internally. The, this collapse. If they win today or t- tomorrow, then maybe yeah. Philly keeps it. But if they lose to Tampa Bay, I think he's gone for sure. And then uh, yeah. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. If they get rid of, like, if that Philly job is vacant, mm-hmm. I think Rabel goes to Philly. I wasn't even thinking that. Philly well, they are already vacant. trying to be the Titans. So, yeah. They've been well, trying to be bro, the Titans for a I long mean, time. Don't, don't give them that defense. Yeah. Because that's what they need, right? Like, they're like, yo, the defense is not doing what they need. But then again, doing. like, he's going to hurt that offense. He's going to hurt that offense. Yeah, maybe not. I mean, again, that might be the thing is, like, don't touch the offense. Yeah. Right? Go fix the defense. And that's a conversation that he we'll see who he really is. All but right. I think that he can go there. Two more two more uh, coaching uh, firings that, that I think we need to talk on is um, what we can go to. We talked about the GOAT of the NFL. The GOAT of college football retired out of nowhere. Nick Saban. Yes. That is, that was, I mean, back to, but just think about that. Like, these, literally, yeah. The GOAT in the NFL, who are best friends. What are the chances that Nick Saban goes be a coordinator for Bill Belichick? Because these guys are just, I don't know if that's going to happen. In Cleveland? Yeah, in Cleveland back, right? They go back because they both were coaching there for a while. Yep. That's the you, know, you give him, but, you give him uh, Ford and 
they're going to get their running back back. Here's the thing. There's something, again, another fishy thing going on with Alabama. Um, Because Nick Saban was like interviewing two days before for assistant uh, coordinator jobs. Two days before retiring. Something Nick Saban. Nick Saban? Yeah. Saban was interviewing coaches to join his staff two days before. And then, like, he retired. Something is going on there. Um, I don't know if we got a scandal that's going to come up mm. at some point. I don't like know. A player scandal. Yeah, like a player scandal. Like something. And maybe he's sick at some point. I don't know. There To me, there's something going on. Uh, but Nick Saban, I, my number one guy, the guy from Washington who's, who's taking over Alabama, um, it was the guy who I originally thought it was going to be. I, I hope to break that. And like I hope to make that suggestion here on the on the podcast before it came out. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I thought he was going to be the dude. Um, to me personally, like this is the end of, of Alabama. Like th- this is it. That like welcome to eight eight wins, Alabama. Damn. Because one like. Players were going to Alabama to be coached by him. They were not going to Alabama yeah, exactly. to go yep. to Tuscaloosa. Right? Uh, and, like, the fact that so many coaches turned that down, their number one was the Texas coach, Steve Sarkeesian. He turned it down. Uh, then the Florida State coach, he turned it down. The Oregon coach turned it down. So many people, yeah. I get also like they don't want to follow Nick Saban, right? You want to yeah. be like to me, you want to be the guy that follows the guy that followed Nick Saban, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right, you're right about yeah. that. That's like always, it's never a good situation, yeah. it's never the, the right setup. I think there's so I'm, I'm looking at these quotes on Nick Saban about like when they asked him why he chose to retire. And one of the quotes came up. He was like, my age started to become a little bit of an issue. People wanted assurances. It got harder and harder for me to be honest about. To be honest, this season was grueling. Took a little more out of me than usual. And this was uh, something in like a SportsCenter posting as well, right? And Reggie Bush responded on this thread and put, NIL ran him away. He has yeah, no yeah. more control over five-star recruits. The playing field is level and he can't handle that. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the how much is that, right? Like you, you're and this I, master NIL, recruiter. NIL to me is killing, uh, is just, is knocking out all these legendary coaches, right? To me, yeah. Coach K, this is a big reason he's not coaching no more. Uh, William from UNC, another big reason he's not coaching anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, uh, I just got to. It's, it's a complete cultural shift. In- yeah, yeah. Dabo, Dabo Sweeney, Dabo is, is struggling really in Clemson because really he doesn't want to do yeah. any of this, which is why he didn't get the Alabama job. Um, yeah, NIL Damn. is different, and like I said, and we've talked about this before, like the inability to adapt, right? Like this isn't a yeah. culture anymore. This isn't that uh, that you can just dictate anymore. Right, this these yeah. young kids. This is a whole different culture. You got to be able to adapt, yeah. and you got to be able to 
uh, talk to talk to players in a different way than just yelling at them and this is my way you can't do that anymore that's not what this generation is about some people call yeah. it soft i just call it you know uh we, it's just a transition right it's just every yep, and, and honestly it's capitalism at its best like now you've realized that like young people can come get their money in the same way that old people have worked to get their money and that's got to be shocking for someone of like Nick Saban's age and generation that like, wait a minute, kids are making a million dollars right now. Yeah. 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 Don't necessarily have to just be scared of me getting them into the league. Yeah. That's gotta be terrifying for someone of that age, right? Like someone who's like, could be essentially generationally their grandfather being like, nah, grandpa, like I got a mill. (laughs) Like, and and I'm going to get a mill wherever I go. Yo, for real. you You ain't holding me hostage. So uh, again, just, just going back to the the Alabama, I think they they fall off. I think now, honestly, um, the SEC is going to be Georgia is going to lead the way, um, and then it's going to come down to Texas and LSU as being the second uh, second tier in in the SEC. Um, Quick question for you yeah, is. Yeah. Uh, is Archie Manning the the starting quarterback next year for the Texas Longhorns? No, no. Quinn Ewers already said he's coming back. Um, that, does that mean though that Quinn Ewers is the quarterback though? Yeah, Quinn Ewers is going to be quarterback. I think. Uh, yeah, I think I think Arch Manning is going to sit it out. I think they're going to throw a lot of money at Arch Manning to sit it out and not transfer anywhere. Because yeah. I mean, he he didn't transfer anywhere. I think that window's closed already. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. They throw a lot of money at him. Let him build up. Like I, I always thought that Arch Manning got there on potential. Like he got his high. Like he wasn't. He definitely wasn't ready last year. Um, mm-hmm. to take over and they're just. Yeah, I think it's fine. I think it'll be fine. Gotcha. It'll be all right. No, so yeah, I think Alabama's out. I think uh. The spoiledness of Alabama fans uh, is going to be great. I can't wait to see how many jump off the bandwagon real quick. Where it's like, oh, yeah. you're an Alabama fan? What happened? Like, where are you going now? Uh, but, yeah, I think it's going to come down to LSU. Um, and it may be even Texas. I don't, I don't know if I'm, like, being fandom here. Maybe I am, but. Of course you are. The NIL is the reason Texas is going to be contenders for a while to me. Like nobody oh, yeah, has booster money, bro. Did you see uh, Texas A and M and their little controversy? No. Uh, we've talked about on this show how uh, the Saudi Arabia has been uh-huh. impacting uh, sports. Yeah, apparently yeah. Uh, the Texas A and M agriculture or manufacturing uh, with a lot of oil fields and stuff uh, been getting a lot of donations from. Yeah. Saudi Arabia, which is how they were able to go ahead and buy out uh, their coach. <laughs> like Saudi Arabia was like, here you go. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah he yeah, had yeah. like a $77 million buyout, and it was not a problem. They thought, yeah, that's all right. Yeah. Apparently, Saudi Arabia was in there. Here we go. I am a booster. Who's that? Jimbo Fisher. Yeah, Jimbo Fisher. So, uh, yeah, wow. that's crazy. Um, I did not know that. Oh, now, now another, another coach firing that one. We talked about the GOAT in the NFL, Bill Belichick, being fired. We talked about the GOAT 
in the college football um, him uh, retiring. Now, the only coach that I know of that has got a Super Bowl championship and a national championship as a coach got fired out of nowhere, which is kind of surprising. Uh, Pete Carroll gets fired at Seattle. Oh. And yet becomes an advisor. Maybe he's an advisor? I didn't hear that. He's, yeah, he's going to be an advisor to the Seahawks. So he's still with the organization. He's still with the organization. I thought he was going to coach somewhere. That's crazy. Which is which is interesting because is that just like a, like, you're an old man. Because he's in the 70s, right? You're yeah. old. You don't want to change cities. You don't really want to coach anywhere. Like, I think he's, like, so rooted now in Seattle. 14 years, which I didn't realize it had been that long. But 14 years in Seattle. And in his 70s, like, he's not moving. So he's like, yeah, just let me work here. Give me some money. Right? And, like, <laughs> they're going to give him money to work with the organization, be an advisor. And I think he knows that his coaching career is over. Um, and yet, like, those types of things are so interesting to me because it's like, well, like, how much are you an advisor? And are you really actually there? Is that just, like, a courtesy to you? But we've also seen this where I thought was, like, shocking and also really weird, but also a very societal norm of failing up for white men, which was um, where who's this former uh, coach for the Celtics that then became, like, the GM, like, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Job. I know what you're talking about. Uh, Brad Stevens. Stevens, yeah. Who who did that as well. And that was always curious to me. And yet, I I feel like it worked, actually, for Boston. Like, he's probably a better GM, GM than he was coach. Yeah. coach. Um, and so, you know, I wish, obviously, all the best for Pete Carroll. I've always liked Pete Carroll. I think his, like, his way of encouraging players, and one of the main ways I remember seeing was right before that USC-Texas game, was that like they go in these in-depth interviews, right? Because they're just covering so much stuff. And they talked about like what his philosophy is for players. And he was like, I want everybody to be loose. Like you're not your best or yourself when you're playing tight. So I want people to be loose and relaxed and like be themselves and do things. And then within like, I think the first or second quarter, we saw Reggie Bush turn like a 40-yard gain into a fumble where he tried to toss it back and be too loose. And that might've actually lost <laughs> that game for them. Yeah. And so for me, I remember always being like, ah, oh, like how much is too relaxed? Anyway, yeah, yeah. I think Pete Carroll was always a dude that that you can tell the type of leader that he was was like he was never going to disrespect anybody. He was never going to talk down to anybody. He was just not that type of character. Like you, he demand he. I don't know. He demanded respect, but he received respect from everybody in the room. Yeah, from the way he was. And so I honestly just thinking about it this week. um, I think he has. a legacy where he should be talked about as one of the greatest football coaches of all time. Like I don't think he gets that respect. Yes. But like I said, he's done it. He's right. done it at the college level and he's done it at the NFL level. There's not he may be the only one. I don't know if there's another coach out there back in the days, but I can't think one out of the top of my head who's won a national title game and and won a Super Bowl. Um, and, so. and quite honestly, probably should have won Coach of the Year last year. Right. With right. bringing uh, that team to the playoffs with Geno Smith. Yeah. Um, you know, and obviously Geno Smith was in, played incredibly, but like that's also part of what system and how you create an environment for a guy like that to take over. And also should have had 
we know, and I'm not going to go into it, but should have had two rings, really. Mm-hmm. And, and subtracted one from the coach we just finished talking about in Belichick, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. They're, they're a play call away from that being five rings for Belichick and, and two for B. Carroll. Yeah. Um, now, so, yeah. Now, when we talk about coach avail- teams that, that need coach, I think there's one more thing that we need to talk about real quick. And it's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. This week has been crazy that we haven't even really talked about the national title game that Michigan won. Or that yes. seems so far away. <laughs> like, that was just on Monday. But, like, that seems so far away, and we're so far past it. But Jim Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh, to me, is coming to the NFL. Um, and I think think if I were being a betting man, I'd probably go with Vegas that he's going to go to. <laughs> I can see that. Uh-huh. Or he may want to go back to uh, California and go to Chargers. Where would, you have, where would you have Jim Harbaugh go? So I believe Jim, Har- Jim Harbaugh is a Stanford guy. And then was yeah. the 49ers. Yep. So he's like uh, no, like Northern California versus Southern California. And those two jobs, those those jobs up there seem taken, right, with the 49ers. Um, or the one job, sorry, because Oakland is now in Vegas, which is what you just brought up. But I could see him in the same vibe with Pete Carroll as an advisor, if they're still trying to keep that same energy, going to Seattle. I could see a Jim Harbaugh in Seattle because that is still the same kind of feel hippie type of feel of like Northern California. But I honestly, I don't know what Jim Harbaugh's style of game and play is. It seems like it's like a spread um, offense and like really moving the ball up the field. And, and if we're looking at the old 49er teams that he took to the NFC championships and even to the Super Bowl, then if we're going that, then, Again, the other team that's ready to go that I think he would take over is the LA Chargers. Like that team is a coach away, right? Like they're they've got the pieces. Yeah, I mean, hopefully they. Oh shit, Miami, Kansas City postponed. RG. Oh no, never mind. Never mind. It says RG three wins Miami, KC postponed. I thought it was. I just saw Miami, KC postponed. Oh, nobody cares what. With RG3. Yeah, yeah, RG. He thinks he still should be a starting quarterback in the league. Um, Actually, you know what? Let me say this, though, is that his response is that negative one degree weather with wind chills of under thir- of negative 30 degrees, snow, and 29 mile per hour winds is not safe for players or fans, and it's not football yeah, weather. Yeah, he's absolutely right. And actually, yeah, he's right. My bad. Yeah, I'm, try- right. I'm trying to figure out what besides – well, just – yeah, besides, like, uh, lightning, like, what weather is, like, would NFL shut things down? That's why I, I talked to my wife about this morning when I told her about this game that's happening tonight. She's like, why don't they just postpone it? I was like, you got to understand, they got Super Bowl set for this day. If they move it to a different day, then, you know, that's billions and billions of dollars that they lose yeah. and they have to do. Yeah. She's like, well, why don't they just have it? In Miami, and I was like, you can't do that because this team fought all year to have, you know, yeah. that's unfair. To yeah, them. yeah, yeah. You can't do that. You can't that just, actually less than. Yeah, there would be that would be less. Like, yeah, yeah. They're like so bad, like they would riot, especially if they lost the game. Um, yeah. 
And so, like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. They have to figure this out. So they have to start coming up with plans like this because these games are getting wild. Put every team in the dome. Yeah, you're exactly. They, they're <laughs> just, just going to have to start making better stadiums that are more, like, reliant for particular weather. And, he, and even, like, I mean, if we're talking about Florida, right, because we're, like, automatically, like, oh, I should just go play in Miami, right? Because that, that, that is the most logical thing if we're not talking about right. home field advantage and all the reasons, right? But even that, like, what, are we not expecting Miami to be flooded in the next few years with yeah, global be, warming and climate change? Like, you mean, they need a dome, right? <laughs> yeah, like, so absolutely. Exactly, Florida might be gone. So, you know, you're like, there needs to be better stadiums and indoor stadiums for football from now on because this is no longer, this is not the same. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's wrap this coaching thing up real quick. And I think just something who, kind of going back to, just, let's just make it a, a hometown thing. Who do you want coaching the Titans next year? Um, I mean, um, you know, quite honestly, like now that we were talking about it before, if this GM is really about like changing the culture, I, I don't know, like, see, like, this is the thing. I don't know what Ron Carthon's idea of philosophy around style of play is. Yeah, yeah. Right. And he's got to have one. Right. Unless he's, well, like, he's a right, San he's Francisco guy. Right. Okay. So go bring the enemy. And go get the players that we need to play that style of offense. Levis has the arm. You have D Hop, and that's why it seems like they've got Tajay Spears. And yet, like I'm just hoping that he still loves Derrick Henry enough to. <laughs> and, and honestly, in the world that we live in now, man, like, all right, go pay fucking Derrick Henry. Like, go promise him ten mil, right? So it looks like he takes a pay cut and he has a thing. And then in his fucking retirement. Make him a fucking advisor that's a ghost and just give him money out of the fucking front office. Yeah, freaking him off, right? Uh, like defer that. Pretend money. like you're the Dodgers, okay? Just yeah, exactly. <laughs> defer that shit. Just pay him later. Defer that. No, right. I agree. I don't know how much the enemy is like. Here's the thing: when you have a guy like Vrabel, we've talked about like being somebody who plays it. Like you can't come in soft because they're not going to respect you, right? The next coach, yeah. Is gonna have to be tough, right? Yeah, which the enemy is. He's yeah, but he them. comes off, and a lot of a lot a lot of players just come like how much of an asshole he is, right? And so oh, gotcha, like, gotcha. yeah, 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 he's gonna be. Oh, so he's too tough. Yeah, like he's just. Sorry, I thought you were saying that he might be soft. No, no, no. He like, I don't know. I think to me, I like an Antonio Pierce. I yeah. like uh, what's his name. I, I sent you uh, the the defensive corner for Detroit. This, this is the only thing, man. I want an offensive guy. We haven't had an offensive head coach since when? No, I, I mean we I had Wizen, Wizen Hunt and Malarkey were both offensive guys. Man, <laughs> get out of here, bro. That's what I'm saying. Those, those were. Weren't both of them? Well, Wizenhunt was like whatever. Like we yeah. knew Wizenhunt was not the dude. Yeah. He's gonna be a transition guy. But even Malarkey was like he was an offensive line guy. Yeah. Like we need like a, a skills guy. That's what like, like we need. Guy. I want if if we don't get a tough dude, like we just need to go and like find somebody that we don't like. Nobody knows of. <laughs> Right, there's like some offensive genius that nobody's heard of, kind of what well, like Miami did. Right, just I tell you, I tell you who I would take actually if 
if we talked about earlier, if Dallas stomps on Green Bay and Belichick wants to take Green Bay, I'll take Lafleur. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm as the head coach now. But I mean, with his he, experience and what he, he's done. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. I didn't like him that much when he was our coordinator for that one year. Yeah, um, but think about how far it's been since. Yeah, then, yeah, and yeah. how much he's grown, right? Like, no, I agree. Like, I look agree. What he did with it, I, I wouldn't be too mad at that. Um, but uh, I just I don't know. We need so much. I'm with you, lot. man. I I am I'm wishing for an offense that like light it up. We're that right would light. But that, like, wait. I know you didn't get to really watch the game, but when you saw the Titans game last last week, no, I saw the highlights. Like yeah. they were doing crazy stuff. Like, and I'm like, where was this all year? Like, there. That's the offense that we should be running. Right, we're doing like reverse screen pass, and like, how like, much then also too is this Vrabel, and Vrabel being like, this is the game plan that I want, and then I could see him being like, yo, this and like we're going balls out, and that coordinator having full reign. Yeah, is this coordinator is that really who he is, and we just haven't seen. Well, he he's again, he's a, a Houston Texan disciple, which is also I'm pretty pissed off that they uh, the Titans are interviewing the offensive coordinator from the Texans and I just like let's just I don't want any Texans on our squad just because <laughs> that's all yeah, we yeah, had yeah. that's all we had like let's distance ourselves from the Texans please there's other teams out here that have got decent head coaches um yeah so I don't know I, hopefully we figure we we get somebody um next week because you can't interview anybody any coaches from playoff teams until next week. I'll tell you what. I wouldn't take him as a head coach, but you know who I would take as a coordinator is Brandon Staley from the L.A. Chargers. From the Chargers? But he was not an offensive. He's a defensive guy. I thought he was an offensive guy. No, he's a defensive guy. So whoever's the – wait, oh, this guy <laughs> became the coordinator, right? Yeah. 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 I yo, don't know yo, why. I thought he was like a yo, quarterback. Yeah, you know who – so you have ooh Dan Quinn is out there, defensive coordinator from the Cowboys is being looked at. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of guys out there, man. And uh, Primo, I just want to wrap this up, man. I know we had a lot of stuff that we want to talk about. Still, we want to talk about the NBA. Uh, we definitely want to talk about that next week. I want to talk about the uh, the winners and losers of, of this upcoming playoff series. And. Uh, yeah, I look forward to talking to you guys. Uh, that is your primo Christopher Costello. I am your primo Luis Velasquez, and we are out.